Welcome to our podcast, Parenting by the Pint. Enjoy the show. Hi, I'm Lauren. I'm Kara. Today we're going to talk a little bit about um, a parenting topic, adult themes in TVs and movies. And we're also going to highlight two beers from one of our favorite breweries, Pollyanna. So we're going to start with a New England IPA today, Lexical Gap. It's one they have all the time. I've had it before, mm-hmm. um, which tonight is true of both beers that we're drinking. Agreed. We've um, both had them, but we like, well, Lexical Gap isn't my favorite, but I feel like it's just a solid any IPA. Yes. That's pretty much exactly what I was going to say. <laughs> um, I like it a lot. It's a little tiny bit less like citrusy on the nose than some other New England IPAs that I kind of like. Um, I'm at a loss for comparing it to a decent one that I've had. Um, Noon Whistle, their gummy stuff. They had their, that one I, um, I I really like. I feel like their gummy Gummy apocalypse um, has a bit more of an after taste to oh, it yeah then this one this one's pretty just it's good um but you know it's there's not a whole lot of aftertaste it's actually which is a good thing to some people i mean but, totally yeah. very drinkable very, it's good yeah. nice mm-hmm. bitter hoppy taste mm-hmm. i really like lexical gap i just don't always order it when i'm at pollyanna because i've had it a handful of times yeah and they usually have something else on and their weird know. stuff is good just like last time <laughs> i, I mean like <laughs> They've got that, their gold medal winner from Fobab is that Fooder oh, yeah, Apple yeah. Brandy Triple, Belgian yeah, Triple. Is, we had that last time. And it time. was, yeah. yeah. It was really good. Different. But Super good. different, but yeah. tasted really good. I get why it won a gold medal. Yeah, me too. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah. No, this is a solid one that you can pretty much get anytime. Definitely, if you like the New England IPAs, it's a, it's a good choice. So. Yeah. And they sell it in liquor stores. It's not just at Pollyanna. Yep. So, mm-hmm. which I know you're going to share some fun facts, but the great thing about Pollyanna is if you live in the Chicagoland area, there's three locations. Yeah. So, you know, you get, hopefully you get a chance to be near one and stop in. Yeah. It's totally worth it. I think, uh, I think we neglected last time to say we're from the Chicagoland area. Um, <laughs> yep. So for those of you that found us somehow, um, we are born and raised in the Chicago suburbs. Pollyanna started in 2014 in Lamont, Southwest side. Um, and they've expanded to two more locations in the last few years. So in total, they brew about 6,000 barrels of beer a year, which uh, I didn't really realize how much that was. But by comparison, like Revolution, which is a Chicago base, but much bigger, is about 85,000 wow. barrels. And like if you're comparing to like a Miller Coors conglomerate, that's like about 10 million barrels Ooh, a year. Holy cow. Yeah, so it's it's kind of crazy. That is crazy. It's, you know, it's funny because while Revolution clearly makes a larger volume, and so does Miller Coors, I think that... Pollyanna probably comes out with almost the same variety. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. they release new stuff all the time. Yeah. And their tap list is always 10, 12 beers. Yeah, it's, it's not like they never... only have three or four. Like, yeah. They've always got a great selection of beers there. So they're, they're clearly, you know, making a bunch of different things and Which is barreling great. and distributing and having stuff on tap. So it's uh, definitely a good place to check out. We're, we are definitely fans. So, yeah, I will, love going there. Yeah, me too. We they, will continue our 
Lexical Gap drinking. And they also have board games for children. You don't mm. say. And, and they expanded in and Lamont. They expanded, yeah. It's yeah. Beautiful Not their too. parking lot, though. <laughs> <laughs> that thing is impossible to navigate. <laughs> Everywhere in Lamont has horrible parking. That's spots. true. Lamont is tricky. I never, you know, we grew up so close to Lamont, and I never, we never went there except for that coffee house. You remember the coffee house that's like on Archer? Mm, did you ever yeah. go to that place it, i didn't go very often it was like once or twice um and it might have been with people who were older than me yeah in high school mm. um but no i mean for how close it, it was to like where we lived we really never went house, there yeah. and even my family like more recently we've talked about eating at restaurants in lamont mm-hmm. you know because it's kind of a middle ground between where i live yeah, and where my folks parents, live yeah. And we're just like, oh, well, did, what do they have? Do they have food there? Like, nobody has you know, any idea. We, we drive down and kind of get off topic, but my daughter goes to dance right there. But the parking is always impossible. Yeah. So there's a bunch of restaurants yeah. that I'm always like, oh, I'd love to check out. But then I'm like, I'm going to have to drive around the block six times. I'm just going to go somewhere else. So right? That's You're part right. Of the problem. You're right. <laughs> and, you know, I mean, there's a reason why I don't live in Chicago. Well, that's one of the many reasons. But one of them is because the headache of just parking your own car yeah, no, I makes don't it exhausting that. and unreasonable. I have enough other things to worry about. I'm not going to have to deal with that. But anyways, so Pollyanna, Lexical Gap, check it out. Totally. We'll finish this and open our next one in a bit. But Carrie, you want to talk about our topic for today? Yeah. So, you know... Last time we met, we kind of were like, oh, we have all these ideas for topics that we want to discuss. Where do we begin? What do we start with? What's the most, you know, intriguing, interesting, possible first real episode topic? And in the same conversation, we sort of circled around to the Super Bowl, which just happened two weeks ago. And I... Uh, was talking to Lauren about it, and she was out of town for the Super Bowl, so she I'm hadn't actually on a plane <laughs> for the Super Bowl. That's but crazy. I watched the halftime show on a United flight. Oh, <laughs> oh, they had it on. Okay, yeah. well that's cool. Yeah. I didn't know that. Mm-hmm. But we were talking about the halftime show, and I had mentioned that in my Facebook feed, in my circle of friends, there was a mixed reaction to this halftime show. If you're listening to this podcast and it's years later, this was the halftime show with J-Lo and Shakira, and it took place in Miami. And they basically just kind of hit all their classics. They collaborated a little bit in it as well, Mm -hmm. and it was a pretty entertaining, solid show, in my opinion. Yeah, I agree. I I was entertaining. It was it was fun. It was songs we knew. It was they brought in a lot of their heritage. I mean, it was from Miami, Jay yeah, Puerto Rico. It was perfect. And, they know, sang Shakira in Spanish had, some, yep, which was mm-hmm. made sense for the show and yeah. flowed really well. And um, like I said, I enjoyed the show. Yeah, me too. Afterward, I'm looking on my Facebook feed and I see some reactions from parents that they felt like it wasn't family friendly. Mm-hmm. And I remembered back my kids reactions so i have two boys that are eight and almost six and we're all four of us myself my husband and the two boys are sitting on the couch watching this halftime show and i remember looking at my husband and looking at my kids and being like oh i wonder what they think about this show the thing that everybody does you check other people's (laughs) reactions when they're watching stuff and you're watching it 
I'm terrible about that when I've watched something and nobody else has. And I'm like, do they love it? Yeah. Do they love it? Because I told them they needed to love it. <laughs> but, <laughs> but so I'm watching them react to it. And I noticed that, uh, you know, my kids are just like, oh, she's pretty. And oh, she has a nice voice. And oh, that's Spanish. Some kids at my school speak Spanish. Very factual statements. Yeah. Uh, obviously saying someone's pretty is an opinion. But you know, I mean, she's dressing for attention for this show. She's the lead. You know, you well, can tell who yeah, she is. It's just and like any other dance recital competition, cheer competition, anything. Essentially, sure. like I feel like it's not much different what they were no. wearing to what... I've seen it, you know, a cheerleading competition or dance competition for, you know, 10 and up. <laughs> right. So there's some outrage on Facebook, though. There's a little bit, and it's not just one or two of my friends. This is pretty, this is a pretty, pretty large widespread. group yeah. of people. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And and not just people I'm friends with on Facebook, but just people in general. Mm-hmm. And it got me thinking, was, is this offensive is this not family friendly is this inappropriate for children are we in a venue where that's an issue i mean it's a super bowl a time where we should be concerned about what our young children are watching and then i started thinking about well what's the problem it's what they're wearing people aren't happy with what they're wearing they feel like they're dressed too provocatively and this was pointed out to me earlier today when i mentioned that we were going to talk about this but Shakira was really just wearing the same outfit as Gazelle from Zootopia, (laughs) and nobody really seemed all that bothered by Gazelle and what she was wearing. No one seemed outraged by Gazelle wearing it. And I know that sounds ridiculous. Like, it's a cartoon, cartoon. and she's a gazelle. What's there to be (laughs) offended about? But it is the same outfit, essentially. Google it. And it's it, practically the same outfit. Like, it she is. really looks the same. It <laughs> is showing the exact, demonstrating the exact same thing that Shakira is demonstrating in her performance, mm-hmm. which is that she looks aesthetically pleasing in the outfit and people were enjoying it. And she chose to wear that outfit. That was, nobody forced J-Lo to put on her rhinestone bikini outfit. And frankly, There's no way they did. If you compare them to the last 15 years of halftime shows, I highly doubt that this was any worse than any previous ones. I kind of love the Adam Levine shirt off comparison. Like, right? nobody batted an eye at that. But I also feel like nowadays everyone is trying to find something to be outraged about. Right. And I just don't think this is a valid <clears throat> one to be outraged about. <laughs> it boils down to me personally not feeling like this is something I should shield my kids from. That's kind of the moral of the story for me. I didn't yeah. see it that way. I thought of it as entertainment. Like you said, nobody was shielding their children's eyes during Adam Levine's performance <laughs> last year. In fact, most people made light of it. Did you see all the guys from different states writing their yes. state oh, on their stomachs and then yes. taking pictures? <laughs> Did, I mean, oh, I totally <laughs> forgot about that. That was and that went on for months. That was hilarious. And it was awesome. Yeah. And it was people making light of the fact that he was shirtless, basically. Yeah. Shirtless I mean, and heavily tattooed, but with who puts their state on them? But yeah, I it's mean, it's a weird to thing. each their own. That's not I've got tattoos. About. You've got tattoos. It is what it is. But right. Yeah. You know. Yeah. I was. I was fine with it. There's plus there's so many other things nowadays on TV or radio with, you know, language or even being at a sporting event. Like if you're going to shelter your kid from 
things like that. You can't go to the beach. You can't go to the pool. You can't go to a sporting event because you're going to hear language that your kid may not want to see. You can't watch nearly anything on TV without seeing someone with their shirt off or something or, you know, a little bit of violence or something like that. Like, nowadays we really... And I think it's more than when we were kids. Again, going back to... It's been a while since we were kids. But, you know, I just... You can't shelter your kids from everything. You can't do it. I think you just have to help them develop the right appreciation for what they're viewing. And I don't mean appreciation as in to enjoy. I mean appreciation as in understanding. That they see what they... They look at violence or sexual acts or or coarse language and they have to be able to put it in its place and we talked about that a little bit too compartmentalizing Mm -hmm. those types of things and i want that to kind of bring into what i'd like to also talk about with you know when do you where do you draw the line though i mean are there things that are too violent or too sexual or too inappropriate or or too foul and there definitely are i definitely think there are i think it's subjective yeah, I think that you decide what different. works for you. Right. Different for every family. I mean, we, you know, we were talking last time mm-hmm. and, you know, as a kid, my favorite movie and for as long as I can remember was Dirty Dancing, which now that I'm an adult, I realize is incredibly sexualized. But as a kid, I was like, ooh, dancing and they're out oh, at they're a camp. Falling and, in love. Yeah. And- they're happy and they're learning this. And, you know, as you get older, you realize, yeah, no, they just want to have sex with each other. But like... <clears throat> you don't realize that as a kid. Like, you're you're looking at this as, a, you know, more of in a wholesome light, depending on your age, and you see kind of what you want to see in, you know, different movies. Our kids nowadays, like, you know, Marvel is the biggest thing in the world. So, you know, both of us, our kids have seen pretty much every Marvel comic book movie there is. I won't let my kids see Deadpool. That's where I draw the line. Right. Yeah. But, like, I think that's reasonable. Seen, you know, but everything. see, that's a good example yeah. of where the line certainly that, is. And Deadpool is rated R. Yeah, I'm not in the sure. habit of showing I, my kids my five, six-year-old yeah. rated R movies. Five and seven, my five and seven-year-old. Yeah. But, you know, every other movie, like, we, they've seen the rest of all through Endgame. Right. So. Well, and that's an in, it's interesting that you bring that up because the Marvel movies really kind of brought this to light for my husband and I because we wanted them to see all of them. We wanted to see Endgame in the theater with them by that we wanted to catch them up. And so we did, you know, we just started watching the movies and we got to Captain America Winter Soldier. Mm-hmm. It's PG-13. It's not rated R, none of them are. Yeah. But for some reason, we got a little stuck on that one. And we sort of were like, well, it's very warlike. It's it's a lot of killing. It's human beings being killed, which sort of... As opposed to robots or other things. Yeah, or or like Guardians of the Galaxy is like aliens. Aliens. I mean, those guys that they're like fighting in the ship, they don't really look human. Yeah. It it feels different. I get it. It feels different. My kids don't know what war really is right i mean no they've seen those movies and they can like you had said compartmentalize that what i see on tv video games these things are pretend i'm, I'm watching it but it's not my life now that may not be true for everybody lots of families have people that are in the military or other things we just happen not to right but i i can say that my kids probably don't really know what war is right but i agree that's probably one of the first ones that really showed humans 
in mass. Right. I mean, this like whole building comes down. Yeah. I'm not going to spoil the movie, of yeah. course. But if you haven't seen Winter Soldier, yeah, no, you, should. you really have to see it. It's like, I hate to say it, but it's like one of the best ones, <laughs> which makes my, my heart break that I hesitated to let my kids watch it. And they still actually haven't seen it. Mm. And we just kind of glossed over yeah. the, the plot a little with them and then moved on. And they'll see it eventually. Sure. I feel like Black Panther might be similar too. I mean, they're, that's true. So it, I can, I can make a comparison between them and that's one of Ellie's favorite movies yeah. is Tr- Black Panther. Mine actually, too. Which I mean, partially it's, you know, women empowerment, frankly. I mean, whether you want to, believe that or not but i mean no you're right the females in that movie that really kind of introduced the whole like marvel women Mm -hmm. uh topic and in a good way yeah for a great way powerful way yeah um but that's another one that i felt like was on the fence of all right well there is a lot of people that are you know losing their lives or being injured or i think marvel does a good job of not really seeing like if you watch a war movie, you're going to see blood. You're going to see people, like, really suffer. The Marvel right. movies don't do that. That's true. Um, I mean, even in their most, even in the most catastrophic deaths in movies, when the prime villain or one of the main characters mm-hmm. passes away, yeah. and you watch them fade, like, it's, you're not, like, watching blood gush right. out of them. You're not watching suffering. You're watching right. a very peaceful, I guess, death, which, It's going to be more of an emotional mm-hmm. than a visual for sure, yeah. Yeah. Well, okay, so <laughs> so I, now that we've kind of established some of the things that we sort of feel like our, our judgment calls, but that we're, we're kind of comfortable with, I think that the one thing that I kind of, if I were to say I draw the line, and I think this is actually partially where Deadpool comes in, is um, foul language, mm-hmm. cursing. Yeah. And the reason why I think it strikes a chord with me is because when your kid sees captain america fighting a villain in in his movie um you can tell right away if your kid is going to mimic that violent act Mm -hmm. and you can handle that appropriately you either stop showing them those movies or you explain to them that you know you shouldn't push your brother down the stairs we can't we can't be violent mine have been able to do that very well they play fight and very, very rarely does somebody cross the line. And when they do, it's usually accidental. Nobody's trying to hurt anyone. I completely agree. They they play and they recognize that what they watch on TV isn't isn't how they're supposed to act in real life, but they pretend. Like and not only that, but it's not those movies. Like our kids for some strange reason are into like Power Rangers all of a sudden. And Ugh, I'm like mine too. Please stop. Like but that's more violent than half the other sure. movies are. And it's so, super cheesy and oh lame. Oh my gosh, it's the, it's the most unreal <laughs> I mean, yeah, if you're talking unrealistic and cheesy, that's yeah. Granted they were watching old school Ninja Turtle movies oh. with Vanilla Ice the other day, Ooh. and I was like, "Ooh, yeah, so that I can get behind." <laughs> See, now that's something we haven't watched that we should totally, you should totally watch. Watch that. I don't even know how how you um, came upon it. Found it, but yeah, nice. Yeah, that's so. good. But good anyways, for her. Good yeah, for her. Right? Yeah. So cursing is kind of the deal breaker for me, just to kind of wrap this topic up, and I think it's because I don't want my kid to go to school and start dropping f bombs. You oh, know, yeah, I mean. 
And I, I expect that they're exposed to these words. I know that we've heard them. We watched X-Men First Class the other day, <laughs> and they go to recruit Wolverine, and obviously he uses the F yeah, word to gently push them away. <laughs> and my son repeated it immediately. <laughs> and I was just like, oh, man. Yeah. And the conversation that we had was just that, those words exist in the world and that people use them and most of the time they use them to make a big impact on what they're saying, yeah. but that they're not words that you should be using with adults and teachers and your friends, yeah. that your your goal should be kindness and and that if you're trying to be harsh or you're trying to be offensive, that bringing those words in just makes it even worse. Yeah. And so, and I can tell you from experience that if I had somebody come in and interview for a job and they started using the F oh, word, definitely not. I it's would be a, completely inc- shocked. Incredibly unprofessional. And don't get me wrong, I know that my children have heard me slip up and say words before. Our babysitter actually the other day came to me and said, So Ellie said the F word. <laughs> oh, man. And they were at McDonald's, and uh, my son, one of my sons, um, Edward came up to her and said, or and spooked her. He jumped out and she screamed, you scared the F out of me. And then she said, I know, I, you know, I'm sorry. She apologized. And she said, those are adult words. I know I shouldn't say them. But um, she said she heard it from a friend at school, which is going to happen. They're going to hear lots of things from friends at school. They're going to hear lots of things from all over. And frankly, they probably heard it from me, unfortunately, or dad at some point. But the funny part was Ellie told... Um, the babysitter, she said, mommy and daddy don't say those words. And then Edward, our son, went, yeah, they do. Uh, but those oh, no. are adult words. We don't say them. So, I mean, they know that That's they good. That's and, good. You know, I, I recognize that that shouldn't be her first response, but, you right. know, she also recognizes that she shouldn't be saying them. They're not appropriate. And also... I mean, she said it contextually correctly, but she wasn't saying it at someone, so that's a little bit better. She's not, you know, using it in an aggressive way or, you know, telling someone to F off or whatever. It's like, you you know, you stub your toe and you, you know, you say S-H-I-T. Like, you know, so that just comes out of your mouth. Like, you're not doing it on purpose per se, but eh. there's a tiny bit of leeway for Mm -hmm. me. But, yeah, okay. no, I agree. Mm-hmm. Even though I feel like I don't want them watching Deadpool quite yes. yet, I I don't necessarily feel like I would freak out every time I heard them say one of those words. Yeah. This is going to hit really close to home <laughs> for my friend Rachel, by the way. I'm oh, going to yeah. give her a quick shout yeah. out because she listened to our little intro. Rachel! So I know she's going to get around to this. All right. <laughs> Thanks, Rachel. Thanks. But when we went to visit Rachel and her kids a few weeks back, she... Um, use the f word quite excitedly at one point and and then tried to reel it back in and uh i loved it i loved it my kids after that had a conversation in front of my mother about how they knew the f word oh jeez and my mother was telling me about it and she said so i just wanted you to know because i want you to uh address this issue (laughs) and so if you you know now you know what happened and i was like oh yeah Yeah. rachel said the f word in front of them yeah (laughs) so there you go rachel sorry i threw you under the bus you're welcome 
Yeah, Yeah, right? Yeah, it was them. It wasn't you. Yeah, it's not like it wasn't going to happen anyways. But yeah, let's talk about where... I don't want to be too long here, so I think we kind of nailed our... uh, our topic. Let's our get to topic. Our second beer. Let's talk about our second beer, which I gotta say is probably my favorite Pollyanna beer. Barrel aged, fun sized. Share our ingredient list with us. I Lauren. love all of the fun sized, but yeah. Let's see. So we're. I need my glasses here. Mm. I don't actually have glasses. Do you want me to read it? it? No. <laughs> Peanut, chocolate, cocoa nib, vanilla bean, and sea salt. This one has oh, salt. Oh, man. <laughs> there we I go. Thank you, size. Pollyanna. I haven't had their honey, um, but I like their toasted marshmallow. Oof. The barrel-aged toasted marshmallow Ooh, yeah, so just good. killed me. It was so mm-hmm. good. Mm-hmm. I think that this beer alone makes Pollyanna seem very underrated. I mean, mm. oh, just the it's taste just, of it. Like you, you taste like that first taste is so flavorful. I mean, if you like, if you like Snickers bars, <laughs> if you like that chocolatey, smooth flavor mm-hmm. in a stout, this beer and the barrel aged. The barrel flavor is so mellow. Mm-hmm. It doesn't burn. You know, sometimes you get a little bit of a burn or a syrupy flavor. Yeah, it really doesn't. I wonder which this was uh, which this was bottled in. So the we have a barrel right behind you. Right. That we bought from Pollyanna. Right. That my husband made into a table. I and it's from Heaven Hill. Ooh, a Heaven Hill barrel. Yeah. It so should I say on there which barrels yeah, they use. I know, I know they, they vary it because... Yeah, Last time was Heaven time. Hill, and this time, I'm not sure. I'm, I'm looking. Yeah, usually they say. Sometimes it says, like, right under the word bourbon barrel age, does it say on there? Or I no, can take it quickly. It says, you're not you when you're thirsty, so satisfy that craving with this fun-sized treat. Oh, <laughs> man. Thank you, Pollyanna. Thank you so much. Right? This beer, and you know, another thing I really like about Pollyanna and this beer is... You didn't have to pay $30 for it. Nope. How much was that? I think it was 15 15 bucks. Yeah. It's not cheap, but for a barrel-aged beer, yeah. it's pretty solid. May I take a look? Yeah, go for it. Thank you. Yeah, I think... Um, yeah, and they have a lot of variants. They had an orange peel one. Uh-huh. They've they had have a, a toasted coconut. They have the coffee. They have a maple... Yeah, use, I don't. I don't know if they brewed that this time, but last time they had a maple. Yeah. So they do. They do do a lot of different variants, and frankly, like I said, the only one I think I haven't had is the honey. But all of them that I've had have been tasty. Yeah, I don't know if I've had honey either. They have it That's right now. Inter- oh, really? Yeah. Okay. But this one was oh yeah you know i'm so glad that that's what you bought i mean i would have i would have of course welcomed a judgment call on your part but we will you know we will um you know if people have suggestions of beers in the chicagoland or frankly wisconsin and indiana area to try then um you know shoot them our way we're definitely open to trying some new ones i'm up in wisconsin somewhat frequently for some reason but and i don't want to jump the gun but if you want to send us beer, oh yeah, for sure. I will definitely give you the opportunity to do that and gladly send you something in return. Yeah, I'd be happy to trade for local that. for local. Yeah, I'm totally almost game. anything. We're, Just I'm your favorites. Always open to try. Frankly, we like trying different beers, and that's part of why Kara and I work so well at going to breweries together. Is we tend to like similar beers, but we're also very open to trying anything new. I mean, new. usually when we go. 
the goal is we're going to buy as many tastes as mm-hmm. possible and just drink them all yes. together mm-hmm. as a cute little team. <laughs> 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 I mean, every time we go, it's just like, why don't we just get six? Yes. You pick three and I'll pick three mm-hmm. and we'll buy six. Yeah. And then we'll drink what we want of them mm-hmm. and then we'll decide what we like and then we'll buy something. And that's usually what happens. And we'll share it. Yeah. It's beautiful. I love it. It really is. It's a wonderful friendship we have here based off beer and, you know. I do love that. (laughs) So, yeah. This this one's solid. This one's a favorite for sure. Definitely fun size and not just barrel aged. Mm -mm. Any of the fun size stuff, the regular Imperial fun size is great, you guys. So, I just want to thank you guys for making it to round two with us. Obviously, if you're listening, you probably heard our crazy little intro. (laughs) And now you've gotten a good taste of what we're going to try to do every week, every other week. Yeah, when we when we can. When we can. we can. We're going to try for every other week. That's yep. the goal. Mm-hmm. I just want to encourage you guys to like us on Facebook and follow us on Instagram. And no matter what service you're using to listen to us right now, please, please, please rate, review, and most importantly, subscribe. subscribe. You're going to help us become more widely known, and we're going to get some more listeners, and then we can just keep doing this and... It'll be awesome. We're going to keep doing it anyway because we love it. Yeah, but no, we're going to hang out, talk about our kids, and drink beer no matter what, whether people listen to us or not. Yeah. But, but join us. The more people enjoying us, the more they get to hear us talk about these great breweries that they might not know about, and maybe we learn about a few on our own. And yeah. I just welcome that. So thanks for joining us tonight. Cheers, everyone. Cheers.